homework you can go on youtube subscribe to the educators channel i'll be posting some videos on there and you know as, as we as we keep growing this podcast i'm gonna start posting some videos we're gonna start broadcasting this show um make sure you are supporting i have a link also on instagram link tree and also have it on twitter if you click on it you can see all kinds of different ways to support the show go ahead and just click around see what you can do for the show uh like comment share do all that good stuff um i appreciate you all right, man, well, we'll get started. Uh, today's episode, uh, Educadence, and I got my, um, well, I want to call him my friend, but he's not my friend yet, but uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, man, for the people, please. Absolutely. We family already. We, we can folk. There you go. But, uh, but yeah, my name is Armani Easley, co-founder and CEO of Project Optimism Incorporated. Uh, we provide services. We, we actually were established in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Um, we put, um, a lot of work in LA, which my co-founder, Ishmael Pruitt, is, uh, that's where he is um, stationing us. And then we all have roots. I'm from the Bay Area originally, so we do a little bit of work in the Bay Area as well. Um, and real quick, because you're going to ask this, um, we do our, our specialties. Our specialties where we intentionally uh, provide services is professional and personal development with mentorship programs. Okay. We do a lot of community service, as well as we have this thing called PI, stands for Positive Images, Events for a Cause. And what we do is we create fun-filled environments to raise money for needs in the community. Uh, and that's under the umbrella of the optimistic mindset. So we're just trying to uh, help people and support people to be great, be their uh, their best their best best selves. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's why I kind of met you. Remember, you were at uh, at Mesa, um, and my wife's at Mesa, and I remember you were working uh, there with, or you at you were at, a, at an event they had for Brown Issues and BSU. Respect. I still got my shirt. Respect. Oh, there you, there you go. And yeah. and you know, I didn't know nothing about that. So my wife started working there, and, and she got invited to be part of Brown Issues, and I was like what is that? You know, what does that even mean? And so she's been schooling on my, on, you know, schooling me that every day. And I knew BSU because we've seen that in different high schools growing yeah. up. Where are you from originally, man? I forgot. I am from Richmond, Richmond, California, okay. but I've, I've been all the way up 80. So I lived in Oakland from Richmond, uh, South Richmond. But, um, you know, you meet the bulk of your friends in middle school and high school. Those are the ones you and, keep. Yeah. Those are the ones yeah, and, keep. And, yeah. And for me, that was in Vallejo. So all my core partners, like all my, my brothers, we're, uh, uh, we all met in Vallejo. And I lived okay. in Fairfield, moved to Sacramento, Fresno, and back. So okay. all the way up there. So, yeah, yeah, Northern California for sure. Mm-hmm. So then, like, uh, what kind of took you to that, man? Obviously, if you moved around a lot, you were in different schools probably. Um, you know, do you have any, like, experience you want to share from school? Anyone that kind of, like, inspire you to just keep going yeah. after school and do things for the people? What I would like to say from the top is my lived experience is what qualifies me. And I want everybody that hears this is, that's what qualifies you is your lived experience is how you can give back. That's how you can show up in the world and, 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 and do your part, you know, from reaching one that reach one is a real thing or, you know, doing what we're doing where we have a platform and we're able to reach a lot of people. Um, but I would probably say my lived experience, I would definitely talk about uh, my father who uh, was murdered uh, a month before I was born. And I think the, the amazing part about who he is and what he represented is uh, I feel like I'm a second chance, man, because people say I look just like him, right? But okay. the part that really is trippy is they say, no, you act just like him, like you are him. 
Right. So I truly like to say I'm a second chance because all those skills and uh, those natural abilities that he had, uh, he only really seen the streets. So he implemented that and had enterprises in the streets that he could have used those same skills and put it somewhere else. Um, right, right. Yeah. So fast forward, uh, I feel like I use those same skills for what we're doing with Project Optimism, you know, same uh, uh, platform, have influence, able to like galvanize people, bring people together, yeah. very resourceful um very good with ideation great ideas always popping off the head of what we could do and how we could better project optimism and other um entrepreneur endeavors but um but yeah so that's 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 core and then last but not least which everybody you know my mom my mom my mom is that's hero that's 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 my first superhero you know and uh you see her now and not know that she had a full story you know and if she didn't and uh OG told me and I always said he actually is a young G, he's not even old, but he said, like, your goals is connected to other people's goals. So if you don't reach certain things, uh then or if you don't go after certain things or do what you need to do, other people won't be able to reach their goals. So my mom is a testament to that, you know? So uh so yeah, man. In in uh, in short. I like that. And this is where like and I saw you, I remember when I met you, and then uh, when I came up with this podcast idea over this quarantine, we've been, <laughs> we're sitting at home, I'm like, man, I kind of, I like doing things, I like creating things, I've always had businesses, but obviously they've never worked, but I'm like, I gotta do something that, just do something, I just was messing around with my friends, like, hey man, I'm gonna make a podcast, it's dope. education, and they're like, okay, do it, and I literally that night, I said, you know what, I always say I'm gonna do it, I never do it, I just started yeah. on my phone, I didn't even buy a microphone, nothing, I literally just do it on my phone, and now I'm doing it on the computer, but, let's you know, go. We're almost at 500 downloads. You know, we are, we're trying. And so it's, you're not going to believe me, but I told my wife, hey, what was that guy's name? The one that was Project Optimism, that guy was over there. She was like, oh, Armani, hit him up. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to hit him up. And so you came to mind right away. I was like, I got to get this guy on here to talk that about That means a lot, bro. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I know. Like, he ain't going to believe me, but I'm going to tell him anyways. But yeah, so nah, no. you're over there working with the schools. How did that work? Like, did you um, so, just, like, get into the districts or was it something? Was so something that I did that was very intentional. Um, was first and foremost, my professional experience is really helped, really helped Project Optimism. As in, professionally, I started off with working at the children receiving home, so I worked at a foster care agency for four and a half years, and that's where I fell in love with the work profession. Like, oh God, oh, this is it okay, thank you. You know, like I see it now. Um, and then I worked at a counseling agency, and uh, right before I started working for San Juan Unified. We, we started Project Optimism. Oh, so yeah. what, I, what I did as a very valuable tool, which I would say to anybody is everything I learned from the community and Project Optimism, I took to San Juan Unified. And everything I learned from San Juan, I took that to Project Optimism and I added that as value. And by the way, I got a background with uh, promoting and, and, and club, the nightlife. I was able to do okay. all of that. I had every, like, man, bro, just to tell you, like that, that, that was actually really needed as an, even with that, like, I learned so many valuable skills that I was able to take to Project Optimism when, right. when we talk about the events for a cause and coordinating yeah. and getting people together. So um, everything happens for a reason. Like look at everything that you do, and I'm speaking to you, but I'm speaking to whoever's listening. Look at everything you do as an opportunity to to take it to your next level, take it to the uh, to your next job or your next you know step forward. So yeah, man. That's why I kind of I kind of that's cool you say that because I've been telling people that it's part of your resume. Like you're building your resume. Like you don't know it, but like everything you do. It's part of your resume. And like you say, you're using that club hustle, getting the promoting, hey, use my name. And like, I don't know how that whole thing worked, but that was a different time, a different time. But yeah. I know you're using those skills and you're putting it to something else. And so all the skills you've done, it's not like you're just going to throw it away. You're, you're, you're building that up. And these kids that are coming up, I tell them, like, I know these classes are hard, you know, Spanish, English, math, PE. 
but you can learn one little thing from each of these classes as part of your resume. You know, you're building these things from different people. And I like that you said that. I mean, you're using all those skills that you got from everywhere. They're, they're, they're transferable, y'all. That's what we're talking about right now. Transferable skills. Nice. So then when you were at San, uh, you were working for the district then, were you working with uh, just one school or were you working with uh, multiple oh, schools? Oh, no, man. Once again, uh, the blessing is this. Uh, dang, bro. So really quick. Um, Take your time. I supported a school, um, a middle school, and I was helping them basically build. I was doing it volunt uh, voluntarily. Right. And I was helping them build a position for them to do like an interventionist position or something like that. I thought I basically had it. Like the way they said it is that we're going to set up this, this, this job and we're going to give it to you. I did not get it. And I think the biggest lesson that I got out of that is what's not for you ain't for you. As in, if I would have got that, I still would have been at one school site. So fast mm -hmm. forward, I'm like, oh, my feelings hurt. But at the same time, I'm happy for the person that got the job because that person was great and they needed it. So I was cool with that. But um, it was some opportunities to work at the district office where I'm working for working with all 65 schools. And I'm like, so people was like, man, apply, man. Everybody speak about your name and what you're doing, man. Like just, right. you know, whatever. I'm like, you know, okay, I'm gonna just apply. Right. Got, got the interview and come to find out when I hear the background story is my uh, application was pulled out the proverbial trash as in like, it's a system as in if you don't meet these criterias, uh, they, it funnels out. Right. And uh, that's another inequity that we should talk about, right? But, um, but, but what I would say is, I had some people that advocated, like, no, we hear about the great work that we see the work that he's doing because of the yeah. volunteer work at X, Y, and Z. Give this, like, pull that out and give him a chance to, um, to right. interview. Yeah. Kill the interview. And the reason why I killed the interview, because all I'm doing is telling him the truth, telling yeah. him what I'm doing. Jeez. Like, it, 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 just, it is what it is. And I can tell you, bro, the little two quick years of the work that I was doing with San Juan Unified, I know I added instant value to that uh, to that district, and I, we still do because we're in partnership with them. But Project Optimism is really, really blessed to be able to do work uh, on, on side with San Juan Unified, and it's, it, it always because I stepped up and I figured out ways to uh, make things happen. And it was not a job for me. It, like you, me and you both are black and brown and beautiful, right? But we can't we can't turn this off. We can't hide that. It is what it is. Yeah. So so it ain't no clocking out. Is my point, and I oh. think that's the reason why our drive is on a whole nother level. Uh, but yep, I feel that. And and so now you say you're also in LA, right? You said you got a buddy that's working. Yeah. So, so, so me and so me and my co-founder, we always knew that this was the game plan. He knew that he was gonna do his master's program out in Long Beach. Okay. But we established it here. We were able to do some cohorts, do some work, but it was always a plan for him to go out there, get his master's, and then get things officially rolling. So he got his master's, and now we kind of cooking. We was doing little stuff, but now we cooking with high grease right now. Like it's going down. Like we have a few things that we're going to be doing. We actually did a, a full Niara Academy, which is a, one of our virtual programs, our first like Project Optimism exclusive program where we had students from Sacramento, Fresno to LA Bay Area on one platform learning, uh, getting those 21st century skills and getting mentored. And, and they just applied for some applications that were going to, um, they're going to be awarded scholarship money, like $500, like a few $500 ones and $250. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Too. And the ones that just apply, we're going to just give them $100. They don't even know that. Like, we're going to make sure that they, they get taken oh, care of. We just kept on telling them, yeah. just just, uh, just apply. Like, they don't, like, you know. So that's exciting. You see me getting all excited. But, yeah, so we just, we we, we manifested we manifested this, and now it's here. That's cool, man. So, like, running that whole nonprofit, like, how'd you get started? Because I know you had a cause and you had, like, an idea, but I watch know there's a lot of paperwork, right? So how'd you get started? Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. I did exactly what you did. This, it just, 
it wasn't co it wasn't COVID that did it. No, but we just got started. As in, like some people are like, "How you do this? How? Just right. get started. Just one it. goal a day. One research. Google University, YouTube University. My my uh, big homie always said that, so I live by that. Like mm -hmm. self taught, bro. Shout out to Nipsey Hussle, by the way. His birthday on Saturday. But my point, my point being is like just getting started. Yeah. And then also the blessing was I have these experiences from working for two nonprofits and working for the school district where I was able to see what we can add value to and what we, um, and, uh, and what we wanted to do and what we didn't want to. But to answer your question on a more tangible level, level, uh, me and my partner is we're not passionate about doing paperwork, you know, uh, we're passionate about doing the work. So right. what we did was we were uh, we were about to get on LegalZoom, which I thank God we didn't do LegalZoom. So that's a that is a platform to be able to uh, get your things rolling. And yeah. by the way, if you're diligent, wow. you can you can uh, do the paperwork on your own. If yeah, that's your skill set, yeah, you, 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 you go do, do it. it. Yeah. You go do it on your own. But we just knew we wasn't passionate about it. We wanted to get to work. Okay. So what we did was we were uh, blessed, and I can give you their context if anybody asks you, which they might. Yeah. Um, is we, I have two lawyers now that that's what they do. They help people start their businesses. If it's an LLC, if it's a nonprofit. Right. So even with you, um, that's what they do. They're, they're super busy. So you got to catch them when you can catch them. But, uh, that's what we were able to do. We were able to hire, um, friends now they started off as, uh, you know, business and we're still business, but, uh, but yeah, that was the route. We, 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 we knew that that's not something that we wanted to do. And being aware as a boss, like you got to be aware of what you do or what you can't do. Just be, just be knowledgeable. You don't have to do everything. I think people get that wrong. No, because I've, had, I've ran like, uh, you know, companies. I had stores. I mean, I have every kind of business that you could name. But I've done all the paperwork. I mean, that stuff haunts me. But I know the the nonprofit is a whole other game. So I know you, you know, you got to follow these certain things. You got to be careful, you know, what you do. And it's, it's all these attacks. Like you said, if you're not passionate about it. It's good to kind of. Leave that to somebody else, right? <laughs> you have to be very careful. I would definitely say hire somebody for your books and making sure that they help you with the foundational stuff. Um, that's, 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 that's key. Um, yeah, but, I, but also, too, I think one of the things I knew is I know you pay. Um, they say pay yourself first. And I have other, like, business endeavors that I go after. But I was paying everybody else around me that was helping me build first. Because in leadership, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to live minimalist. I'm going to figure out ways, make right. sacrifices, sell the nice little car. I had, like, a, a Challenger or something like that. Uh, uh, and then I bought an SUV at the time. And people were like, that's a van. I know. I'm like, it's an SUV. <laughs> but, <laughs> but at the same time, those sacrifices, if you really want it, you're going to make sacrifices. Right. And so um, – those sacrifices allowed me to really come up and really do what we're doing. And um, this is just the beginning. I'm realizing now that I'm here, I'm seeing the, the, uh, the map open up even more for us. Yeah. Almost like a video game when you pass a level. Do you plan to like branch out and go to other states? Or you think you need to lock down California first? Oh, yeah, so maybe so. Um, I think I'm just really intentional of like, even with San Juan alone, that's 65 schools. And every time we get on the Zoom call or do a, a meeting in person back in the day, it's a need right there. So what I don't want to do is I don't want to be watered down. I, I want to right, be right. as fast as possible. Right. Um, do we want to make a bigger and bigger impact? Absolutely. But let's make sure home is taken care of first. Let's make sure we're doing it right by the students and the families and, and the administration and teachers that we're working with. And then we can think about those things. Um, so yes, yes, yes in the future. But at the same time, we we got our hands full here. Like there's enough, yeah. There's enough here, right? We always try to save everywhere else. Like, man, there's so many things in Sac alone, and then you can go oh. to the Bay, and then you can go. Every little city has its thing, so you don't even have to go to the 50 states. You know what exactly. I mean? We, we yeah. have to take care of home first, like you said. Support local, I guess, like they say. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I've seen that you're uh, 
Man, you're all over the Instagram pushing that. Are you the one uh, running that, or you got somebody else doing that? At, at this point, I'm proudly saying I'm at like a 60 or 70 percent. At first, it used to be all me, which I, I got. Like I said, I, I think I'm innovative in ideas, just keeping up with the times. Right. But the goal is to be able to have our young people or, or people that's really skilled in that level to eventually yeah. take over. But uh, I, I can I can do my I think that background of event coordinating I can kind of check the temperature of our following and stuff like that. So I do decent, but the goal is to empower young people uh, or people to uh, to eventually take that over. I saw that you were like uh, promoting that you were looking for any interns or anybody who wanted to get some experience and get on there and, and learn that stuff, and that was pretty cool. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. We we have six interns. We got some more interns that's going to come in the in the fall. We have six young girls that's interning under uh, Purple Gavel, which is our partnership with uh, my friend that's a lawyer. And then they're going to work under us with Project Optimism. But like, come on, man, when they're done with, with the uh, internship, they're going to uh, accumulate $1,100. That like, come on, man. Like, that's that's opportunities that was never afforded for. I don't know about you, but wasn't afforded no, for. No, yeah, well, not me either. But, you know, it's a real world, like a real world skill, too. You know, I talk about that with other teachers that like, we got to find a way to always teach these kids in the classroom, like real world things, not just stuff that comes out of the book. And so if you're giving these students an opportunity to kind of intern and learn kind of like how a business works and how to do all these promote, I mean, that's, that thing's not going to go away. Promoting and marketing is never going to go away. It's just going to change, right? We used to pass out the club fires or whatever we used to do, but now it's, you know, all digital and just getting into people's hands and getting people's phones and, I think that's cool. That you're giving these kids an opportunity to do something that's going to be Ex exposure and opportunity. Exposure and opportunity. You see that the power. You you can see the empowerment almost immediately when they start seeing that they have options. Yeah. Do you ever good. get any like uh, this is something I thought about on the way home before I got on here? But do you ever get any pushback? Because I know it's all we all talk about this beautiful things like oh you're doing all these great things, but you ever get any pushback like hey man we really don't want that here or we don't really like the way you're approaching this or. I don't know. You don't have to oh. put anyone on blast or nothing. Don't do that, but just. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not even on that. Cause I think that sometimes it takes away from the actual issue when you call out names. I always, we always talk about being tough on systems and not people. Uh, Cause people are flawed X, Y, and Z, but people are, they come and go, but systems. Right. But um, I, I want to start from the beginning and say that the, not necessarily pushback, but those high expectations that we had when we first started was like, for example, we, we started to go fun. We were like, well, we for sure about that at least, get people to uh to believe in what we're doing and and get fifty thousand dollars donated i'm like i know enough people if they just donated two dollars like you know right, right. reach that goal right. and then the wake-up call um was no like you think people will get behind you and they don't always you know and that's perfectly fine but in that moment i was like dang like i, I thought we thought we had people that you know and and then i lost track and and for two seconds and forgot about the people that did look out because those people that did look like was was is our team is the people that look out yeah. to this day that that uh, are are following and they keep building and building. But what I've learned and the analogy is this: if you're inside your car, your car broke down on the side, somebody might help you, but 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 they might not. But if you're outside of your car and you're pushing the car and people see you're pushing the car, a lot of times people will get out and help you yeah, fast, yeah, right? Yeah, you. So yeah. so we stay consistent. We got over the fact that, hey, we might not get the same support, at least financially and donations or whatever. But as we kept going, we gave people a, a visual on how they can support. So we just got smarter and understanding that that's really what it comes down to. And be okay with the fact that nobody, uh, everybody might not get on board and that's okay. It's about who's there and you nurture those relationships. Uh, so when it comes down to the community, I think that was one of the biggest things. And I... I think our motto was simple. Let's do it for free. Our, our, our mentorship programs and stuff like that, let's do it for free. Show our worth, learn the kinks, and then we can come to the table um, 
saying what works and whatnot. So right. we never really had the approach of going in and expecting anything. Uh, we, all, we, we planted our seed. We didn't get it, but we planted our seed. But our biggest thing was like, let's show our stuff. Let's figure it out. And then later on, we can come to the table on another, um, on another year or another, on another level. And then also we built relationships. Right. So by the t- a lot of times, and people got to understand, like the relationships we built is really what's got us in the door. Later on, they figure out that, oh, shoot, Project Optimism is amazing. But they also connect with you. They connect with your vision. They connect with your energy and stuff like right. that. So I, I've always um, maximized that part. And then later on, they're like, oh, shoot, you got a whole team behind you too? Like, you know? So yeah. sometimes uh, I think people have to just master just those one-on-one networking and stuff like that because they, people tend to grab on people that they know, you know, rather than uh, you just coming out of nowhere. They're like, who are you? You know, yeah. what are you doing? Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's a process. What, uh, do you think this is something that you came up with because maybe it's something you need to growing up or you saw that people needed it or, or is that why you kind of got passionate about this? 300%. A lot. Most of everything with Project Optimism is me and Ish looking at our surroundings, looking at the environments that we come from or the, the workspaces that we come from and we figured out how either we can collaborate and help or what was missing. Mm-hmm. Or going back to our childhood, what did we need? Like, one of my favorite things is when I know we hit it, it's like, dang, I wish it was something like this for us when we was growing right. up, you know? Right. That's always knowing we're, we're, we're on to something, right? Okay. Um, and so, yes, it was, it was always that. Something that's what I thought. I was, was going to ask you, I was like, man, did you just come up with this because it was part of your, like, you were working on something? Or was it something you kind of saw, like, man, if I was, when I was a kid and this was available for us, it'd be amazing. Yeah, I could identify. I could identify with it, bro. Whenever you could identify with it, you move different, you know. So, like, if you talk about family that's incarcerated, if you talk about mentorship, like, I didn't have a father, so I needed mentors. Even yeah. if they were in and out of my life, I needed people to help. Yeah, it takes the village, right? So it, it was, it was just always stuff that, like, dang, either I didn't have it or I needed it, and 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 I'm like, let's make sure we give back. We look back and give back, you know. That's dope, man. Uh, do you? Uh, I was Good looking right now. By the way. What happened? Good questions. You you a good yeah. interviewer. I just like to talk, man. So I was yeah. telling my friend, hey, I'll talk. I hope people will listen. But my wife's like, man, you talk too much. My mom said nah. I talk too much. So I figured, you know, whatever. Let's talk. <laughs> I'm a good talker, man. I right. can talk for days. Uh, the Everyone Eats Tour. I was looking at that. Everyone Eats Tour 2020. Yeah. Kind of give us a little background what that is. And I know it's coming up pretty soon. So you got to tell so, us what that is. What I will tell you is that is spearheaded by P.O. South. Okay. Um, what my assignment is obviously is to get the word out and making sure that we are, uh, in compliance or whatever we want to do. But most of those tours are going to be in LA. And as we keep flowing and going and building certain partnerships, we're going to try to do a Fresno or try to do the Bay area, but for sure, we're going to do it in LA for the most part. And then when things kind of get organized and our interns, uh, co-create what they want to do as a right. service learning project, then we're going to bring it to Sacramento. Cause that's what we do already. Right. Uh, but what it will consist of is, Dang, I know it's a big number. Uh, over those three weekends, I think it's like a thousand meals they're gonna give out, bro. I think it's like a thousand meals. Uh, we got a sponsor that's gonna cover all that. We'll have shirts that if you buy a shirt, you're donating to the cause. So right. we obviously like to do food, but we like to do care packages. We like to do clothes. We like to do a lot of those things. Just thinking about them and um, and I always think about it, like, yes, we moved it up to a few weekends, but and we do day of services. But I need people. To, to think about them every single day because when we're gone they're still out there you know so i think what you see with the platform of social media if it's project optimism or even myself it's a social responsibility for us to put this stuff out there to inspire others because yeah. we can't do it all you know huh. yeah, yeah so 
So even with your your platform, with your with your um with your podcast, like it's a blessing to be on your podcast because I hope this is inspiring others to go out and give back. You know, and I hope it does, man. I mean, I already got some people commenting back. You know, we have a little couple episodes, and oh man, I heard that one about that guy. You know, I'm like, yeah, okay. So I got people to go running, whatever it may be, because. What I was trying to do at first is just highlight teachers because, you know, I'm a teacher and my wife's a teacher and my mom's a teacher and my dad's a teacher, you That's know. So, so it was kind of like a thing, like, you know what? I want to kind of humanize teachers. Like, what do teachers do when they're outside of work? But then I said, you know what? It's more than teachers. And I changed it to educators because anyone who's involved with kids and teaching, right. it could be a coach, a trainer, yourself, anyone else. Like, you're doing a lot that what teachers do, you know. So I kind of want to open it up to, like, you know what? Let's just educate the people. Yeah. And if they can teach us something, even better. And that's it. That's kind of like the platform I want to use. I want to use that. That's good, Doc. That's good. That's good. That's good. Um, definitely, it's it's so dope. Like, I had that epiphany like maybe a few years ago. Like, damn, I'm a, a true educator. Like, it's 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 yeah. obviously the 20th century skills and lived experience. But like, I've been able to storytell so well that like I get people all the time quoting me or saying something I said to them. I'm like, shoot, you know. Right. And I, and then the, the more the part that's really like, oh my goodness, is the application behind it. Like I heard you say this and this is what I'm currently doing. You know, so like I, I see why teachers like yourself, y'all get so juiced and excited about um teaching because they just seeing that light bulb, you don't literally see a light bulb, but that's you like priceless. It's priceless, you know? <laughs> right. And it's right. empowering. So yeah, we 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 in this together. It's all all interdependent. Heck yeah. Hey, uh, what do you do, man, when you're not doing all this other stuff? You don't do anything for yourself. Ooh. Shoot, um, you watch some basketball, you watch sports, what do you do, man? You do something for yourself. Good question. I almost still try to take it to the business, but I will say this really quick. I'm very excited and I'm I'm, I'm a true entrepreneur, you know. Like this is this is fun, you know. I, I love this work. Um, and I what I've noticed real quick, and I'll tell you the real of what, what you asked me, but most people might have a career that uh fuels their uh their passions, right? but I get to use my passion to fuel all the other endeavors to, to do the general generational wealth thing. So I like, that's, that's like, I'm in heaven to be able to do something I truly, truly love. And it's, it's bringing in dollars that's going to allow me to keep uh, growing and, and uh, putting that, that easily on the back of my, uh, my Jersey. Uh, right. right. You know, right. So speaking, speaking of that, I want to answer your question. I love sports, bro. I love sports. Okay. Uh, I want LeBron and him to take it. I want LeBron uh, and him to man, take that's it. That's why we're gonna but, cut this off right here. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I, I'm from so we don't we don't support the Lakers. But I am. So, a, yeah, so so I just support <laughs> LeBron. Once LeBron gone, I you Sacramento. So speaking of which, the Sacramento Kings support Project Optimism heavy. We've done. Some oh, okay. Stuff. We've done some stuff with them. So oh, wow. even though I'm from the I'm from the Bay and I, I'm a Warriors fan. Uh. Like at the end of the day, I, I, I gotta be somewhat showing love to the Kings because they 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 be showing love. They do a lot of uh, great stuff for the community. I didn't so know that. That's cool, that's man. That. So so I would say sports absolutely because of COVID. I've gotten on that bike, bro. I love riding bikes now. I, you I, I, me, I, you know, I'm on my bike every day, man. We riding yeah. all over. We just rode from uh, San Rafael to the Golden Gate um this weekend 36 miles so we were riding all over the coast so it's always awkward when a real bike rider speak about what they do because i'm only riding around the neighborhood and i probably should just be quiet now <laughs> but that's what's well, it's up. funny because people say hey man because that's what we did we kind of i was like that i just started we just started biking i had this little cruiser my dad gave me and uh we tried to go from sack to Folsom. i don't know if you ever done that route but that was hard it's like you know it's gonna be a 55 mile round trip and, and you do yeah. it, and we all – we just we – were, we were dead, man. Five miles, everybody. Yeah. It's 27 miles up, and then you come back. And so it was it was rough. And then, then we said, you know what, we need better bikes. But it's funny you said that because I was like, man, I just rode to the Golden Gate. It felt amazing, man. It was great. But, you know, like you said, it's different, man. I've been doing it for 
couple years now with my homies in there. I rock with it. Well, well, I, I, I aspire and I will get to that point where I'm getting down like that. But my bike, I'm going to be real. I came up. I bought it for only $100 uh, at Big Five before uh, COVID. And oh, there's no more bikes right so now. Did, there's no you more can't bikes find right bikes now. Yeah. I actually, I actually got an a, a OG mentor that I might try to uh, finesse him out of this bike. I know he's going to charge me an arm and a leg because I think when he bought it, it was like $5,000, which is crazy. Oh, um, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 a few thousand dollars. Um, but he's only gonna sell it to me for a few hundred. So I'm like, it's worth it. But at the same time, like, you actually should be riding it because right. <laughs> we need to stay healthy. <laughs> That's kind of the thing uh, it was with the, with the whole COVID. Is like we got stuck at home. They closed the gym on us, right? And yeah. then I'm used to like walking around at work. I, I try not to sit down when I'm teaching, so I would get my steps in and work out. My wife yeah. and I are like, what are we gonna do? So I started running every day, and then. On top of that, I started biking. And you see everyone on the trail, especially here in yeah. SAC. You see everybody it's out cracking, there. cracking, bro. You're right. What subject do you teach again? Uh, I teach like Espanol. Hey. Yeah. Okay. Like my wife. Yeah, we both teach Spanish. Yeah. Both you. Okay, that's good. That's good. That's dope. Yeah, yeah I teach Espanol. So it's something like we – it's kind of cool that we get to, like, incorporate some culture into our lessons. You know, we're not kind of – we're not powerful. stuck with just teaching, like, the language because that wouldn't be enough for the kids. We have to kind of sell it to them, right? We're like we're like salesmen. It's like, all right – okay, this is why Spanish is important. And then we also try to integrate, you know, culture. My wife, she, she pushes the social justice in her classroom a lot. And I've done a little bit better at it, but, but I try to push in there, like some culture and kind of get them to fall in love with like Peru and Dominican Republic. It doesn't matter where it is, you know, Colombia. I just have them kind of like want to go there one day, you know, I can't take them there, but I want no, them to fall in love with them. No, that's good. And, and you can take them there. Like the way you teach your storytelling, that's, right. that's what you're doing. But what I, I think my biggest uh, one of my biggest regrets in high school Here was, yeah. I was good. I was really, really good at just doing my work and building like, way back then. I was good at building relationships with my teachers to this day. I'm still able to do that. Right. Transferable skills. But I remember getting A's in Spanish one and two, but I still, I need to get on Duolingo right now because I don't remember none of what I, what I was taught. And I'm like so mad about that because that's a, that's a skill. That's a, that's a skill skill. The reason why I said that is because you and your wife, it's amazing because I felt like, I almost felt like if I was in your class, I know I would have got more out of it because you, you, you gave me history. You gave me me a visual. I'm a visual learner. So like that right there would have, that's why teachers are so important. That's why teachers are so important, man. The teacher can make or break a subject for you. Let's keep it real. Yeah. No, and a lot of teachers, I think now, I mean, as far as anyone I know, they push it really hard to put other stuff in their room, not just like, hey, we're going to learn these, you know, X, Y, and Z. We're going to actually learn, like, the background of it, the history. I mean, you got to make the kids really, like, understand why they're going to use it. Because I don't think when we went to school, it wasn't yeah. really like that. There were some teachers that really, you know, connected with you. But for the most part, it's like, this is what we're going to learn today, man. Take out your notebook and write it. And it's like, come on, man. So, like, you don't really keep that going to the rest of your life. You want these kids to, you know, use this later on, man. I, I got in a lot of trouble of asking that question why of like, how can I, like, especially math and stuff like that. Like, give me a real life scenario on what I'm going to use. Why am I use, yeah, Pythagorean theorem? <laughs> you have, yes, you got to help me with that. Like, because if you can't do that, I'm not going to be interested. I'm sorry. I'm trying my and, best. And I get that one. The kids give me that, but I always, they give me not that. With, they go like, Spanish, though, not with Spanish. I, I, I think it's. No, they give me, the, give me the complaint about math or science. And I go, look, I'm going to tell you something. I was like you, but the second I bought my home, I started using my math, man. I had to start putting tile in. Like, you know, so you remember, you, you know, and I'm not saying that I'm a mathematician because I probably, I'm not, 
but it's like some of these skills, like, okay, that's the right angle. You know what I mean? So I'm cutting tile, I'm cutting this floor. Oh. So, you know what I mean? I, I rock with that. So uh, geometry, I did like geometry. I didn't like algebra one or two. I didn't like that, but geometry was dope. Right. I, I, rock, I rock with that, yeah. And I think it's just, we're trying to, I think the subjects they choose, I don't know who t did this a long time ago, but the subjects <laughs> they probably chose, like, trying to get them kind of prepared for something. I know, obviously, if you're not interested, you're not going to do it, right? Like, if you don't like history, then you're probably not going to pursue that when you go to college. But Or if you don't like Spanish, you're probably not going to keep going. But they want to give you some kind of, like, a bunch of different things, and you're a sponge as a kid, so hopefully you just grab onto one and kind of go with it. Right. You, you, know, know what's, you know what's kind of sad for me? Is my favorite subject was history, right? Mm -hmm. But now, obviously, as an adult, I'm like, dang, they yeah, robbed us. They, they left a lot of things out of there. They man. left a lot of things out. <laughs> I'm over here talking about, oh, my favorite president is, like, looking back, bro, he would have, <laughs> I was, was going to be a slave. <laughs> like, I can't believe yeah. it. We have I don't blame them for, I mean, I don't blame anyone for that. I think uh, we're going to be evolving. The world's going to be evolving. And, like, the t things change, like, everything. So I feel like, we can't blame our old educational system. Yeah, like, this is how it was back then. You know, like I was telling my dad the other day that things that were legal back then, we look at like, whoa, that was legal. And a lot yeah. of things that we're going to complain about, they're legal back then. So you really can't blame the people when there was, like you said, the system was already put in place for that. So it was like. I always speak about that with culture. And like, I, I do a lot of consulting work outside of Project Optimism. And like, that's one of the biggest things I say is like, if you come into a culture and that's the norm, it's kind of hard for you to see that it's not okay. You know? Right. But once, I, what, what I always like to say, though, but once you are aware, once you have the awakening that it's not mm -hmm. okay, now you have a social responsibility to it. You know, you can't unsee it or unlearn it. So mm -hmm. I think I, I agree with you 300%. As in, there's a yeah. lot of things that, that was okay. Uh, and we look back at it like, whoa. Yeah, you, you can watch a movie from a movie from the 70s or 80s. You'll see a reference like, whoa, they, what, they said that? And, you know, and now they're actually putting like a, little like disclaim disclaimers in front of the movies like if you watch an old movie they'll put it on there like hey just so you know back then this was acceptable. wow I, just, I haven't seen yeah that. yeah there's some movies uh, that i heard that they're doing that because we know people are going to be like hey man come on but it's like in the 70s whatever years it was that was acceptable and so you can't like you know it's just the way you and i probably growing up talking we probably said things that you probably regret now like man i used to call people this this and that right. around and you're like i can't do that man i can't do that anymore cool. And I don't want these kids doing that anymore, you know? So absolutely. it's just the way, I'm not saying it's okay, but it was the way it was, you know what no, I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And then being able to explain that too, because I think that, I think a lot of, I'll speak for my OGs or, you know, family and friends, they did a lot of, it just is what it is, but they didn't explain why. They didn't, it, you, you better not be talking back, you know? And that, mm -hmm. uh, I respected that, but at the end of the day, I think that if you're able to explain to me on why, then I can move different behind it, you know? Right. Um, so, I th yeah, you're right. The either model it, but model it in education is key, you know? I right. think that's, that's, that's key. No, I think we have this conversation with our students. A lot of us do that, like, they might call each other stuff that you and I probably called, you know, people in high school or whatever. And you just make messing around. It's like, Hey, no, you can't say that because you don't just say, you can't say that, you know, you pull them aside that like, you can't right, say that because right. this, this, right. this, and this. And so the next time you say that, please remember that. And they go like, you know, hopefully you get that kid to be like, Oh, I can't do that. And you know what, you know what too, is that tactic or just straight across. And then the other part is just asking questions. Oh, why you say that? Like, why, why would yeah. you say, that? you know, like just, just to get them thinking, like sometimes I've been able to just drop a quick one. Like, why you say that? And just keep it going. They like, Oh shoot. You know what I'm saying? Right. They just, you just got to redirect. You got to redirect and, those. And thoughts. we do that with our, I think I kind of learned that a lot with my three-year-old, uh, my wife and I, like we'll tell them no, but then we tell them, this is why you can't do that. Okay. You're going to break your neck. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't jump off the bed cause you're going to break your neck. You don't just say no. You know what I mean? 
because the flip side of it is this the very both of them are empowering but the flip side is this also i i do a lot of uh, uh affirmations good job this good job that but what i try to always do is say good job because you did this and this and that right because if you right. are able to get that young person to know that they did good and why they did good they can maximize it that's why it's good to identify those strengths that's for young people and ourselves is I've identified some of my strengths and now I know how to maximize them because that's my thing, you know? Right. And then the part, the parts that I need to work on are challenging. I either challenge myself uh, and while I'm challenging myself, I delegate <laughs> as I, or, or I hire or I, I do things or contract whoever, what, what I can, because at the end of the day, like that's what it's all about. Like that's why we are um, beautifully flawed and we have all these skill sets because we should be working together anyway, you know? No, I'm all about that, man. I, I really appreciate your time, man. I got to get you back on here soon. I, I like to keep my episodes half an hour or so, so we don't. Oh, yeah. It's all good. No, I'm not trying to cut you off. I just want to let you know I appreciate you coming on here big time because uh, I was like, man, this guy, I told my wife, man, this guy over here is heck of a professional. Man, he's got me emailing him and stuff and all these things. And she's like, you better do it right. You better do it right and be there on time. I'm like, no, I am. I am. I am. <laughs> so, so. And, and, and I'll probably say this, though, bro. We're getting to that point because being grassroots, I, at the beginning, I was saying we, we, we. And half the time it was me. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you got to speak those things into existence, you know? Right. And, and then also, two people want to help, but you got to give them an opportunity to. So, yeah, no, absolutely, bro. I can't wait to come back. This podcast is lit. You lit. Uh, like I said, we family. We're friends now. Yeah. Let me know how I can uh, uh, add value to your life. Add, you know, maybe even come speak to your youth. Yeah. Um, and it, it's that's what we're going to do for each other and vice versa. Yeah, I appreciate you big time, man. So I'll, I'll, I'll send you some stuff, and uh, I'll definitely be sharing your things all over my uh, Instagram. Yeah, sure. Please do. You want to go ahead and plug your Instagram right now? Tell them, tell them what's up, man. Tell them, tell them. Oh where man, follow us, man. Uh, we have two accounts. We have right. uh, Project Optimism Inc. Mm -hmm. uh, then we have Project Optimism LA. If you, t right. I always tell people if they type in Project Op, it'll pop up. Pops up. Yep. It'll pop up. So and I'll, I'll make sure to share that on my stuff. Like I said, I'll send you some things we can get each other going. And like I said, if we can help out anyway, my wife and I, then we're you know we're down. Y'all doing and, it already. Uh, vice versa, my man. Yeah, y'all doing it already. It's all good. I, I'm, uh, I'm, I, dads mean a lot to me. Present dads mean a lot to me because that's just a real thing. Like for myself and then what's around me and, and how many kids in my database that has a single parent, mom or, or grandparents or whatever. So thank you for being who you are. Heck yeah, man. I appreciate you. And I also, like you said, I like when you had that video you posted a while back and it was talking about how people could help out. Like you're giving people the opportunity. Like you don't have to just give money, right? You can support it by promoting, by giving it. And that's the biggest thing is like people say, hey, I support you. It's like, but how, bro? All I need you to do is just send that to like 10 friends, please. Right. And, and I think too, you got to understand, like I, I, I'm talking to you. You might think, and I know you got to go, but. No, uh, no, you're good. You're good. Well, I was, I'm talking to you, but I really do want you to understand this. Like it was so hard for, I don't like getting in front of the camera, bro. Believe it or not. Like I, I, I obviously know this is one of my gifts, but like just getting in front of a camera or whatever, that's uncomfortable. But I'm like, okay, look, well, look at what the residual. It don't look like it though. It don't look like it. Man. Look right, like right, it. right, right. But, but look at the, my point is that is look at the residuals. I need to get out the way to be in the way to make a way. That makes sense? Like that's, that's real. Okay. Don't ask me to say that again. Cause I just, that was <laughs> yeah, not, I, he, he, yeah he, he, I promise you, but does that make sense though? Sometimes we get in our own way and it's yeah. connected to other people's goals. Right. It's right. I think you might've seen it. We raised almost $1,200 for a family that uh, apartment uh, uh, burned down, bro. Like right. I if I didn't that. get on a, get on a video and speak about what happened and how we can support bro, that wouldn't have happened. No. So, and the video, the video is like more powerful than like a text. You know what I mean? You see some font and you're like, that's cool. You know, you see all these things. And then you see a photo, right? And the photo's worth a thousand words, like I say. But then the video is like a whole other thing, you know? And I'm starting to get like 
right now we're just doing audio just because I'm kind of scared, but I told myself, okay, if I get to 2000 downloads, I'm going to put this on video. Now we're going to do video slash audio to get you on. Need to, you need to start now, bro. No, but I know, but I just told myself, you know what? Like, I was like, do I want to be in front of it? Do I not? Because as a teacher, you got to be mindful that like, you know, we still work somewhere and I got to be mindful of like, not, you know, just the way I talk and be very respectful to everything I do. You know, it's just the way it is. So I, I got to be cool. All right. So this, you're not asking for this. I know you're not asking for this. No, go ahead. But in these times, I really do feel like we could be unapologetically, like almost like finally, finally, right. it should have been like that, but unapologetically us. You know, I, and it, I, it, I agree it, with you, man. Especially yeah, with the whole thing I, going on right now. Yeah, I, I agree with you. But I won't, I won't push you on that because I get it. But I just think that what you're saying, what we're talking about, what it sounds like you, you're about, uh, it sounds like the school district need to actually embrace that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm not saying anyone has anything against it. You know, I just want to be, you, you want to be kind of mindful. Like, okay, I work somewhere. I'm never going to say anything. And I don't. I never mention where I no, work. Yeah, I didn't have you say but, nothing. Right. But I think it's just something that I had in my mind. Like, okay, dude, you know, as a teacher, like, on social media, we have to be very, uh, you know, mindful that kids, whatever, are going to follow, whatever it may be. So people talk, and I'm like, I got to be, make sure I get the right guest. You know, like, it's just something I have to do. It's part of my gig that, like. No, I understand that. You know what I mean? Because I where I work, it's like, I can't just talk to my homie that does all the other things. No, I got to talk to people that are actually doing things for people because if not, you know. You know how it goes, man. One I, word. I, I, just, I, I just recently made my main page uh, public, and I I, cr I cracked up because I felt like once I made it public, in like a three day span, I felt like they was like all my like a lot of my youth was in one group chat, like, "Hey, his page open, y'all go go go." <laughs> but but I start thinking like. I don't really, I don't post anything back. No, like you said, you just got, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty censored myself anyway. So it's not like, you know, but I like how you said unapologetic because with this whole issues going on that we had during the quarantine and I don't, you know, we don't want to go too into depth on that, but all yeah. these things that came up, um, I was like, you know what, if I share this, maybe this friend will get offended. You know, like, you know what, if this friend gets offended, then what am I tripping about? He ain't my friend. Like if he doesn't understand that I'm not okay with this certain thing, then I can't be his friend and vice yeah. versa. Because I have friends that are posting some other stuff. And you know what? They're, I still consider them my friends, man. I grew up with them and I know them. And I'm like, you know what? That's how you feel. And I think everyone should have the right to kind of feel how they feel. And I can't be like you said, I can't be like all apologetic. Like, hey, my bad. I know you don't like this, but I'm going to share this. You know what I mean? So no matter what, no matter what you do, bro, you're going to get the dislike. That's just, that just happens. I always right. say the cutest little baby on YouTube, you're going to see some dislikes. People, <laughs> that's, ugly people, that's just what it is. That's just right. what it is, bro. Right. Comes with the territory, but. But yeah, for sure, bro. I appreciate you. All right, man. We'll uh, we'll get we'll check back with you. I'll send you some stuff. You gotta be activated, bro. Throw up the O for optimism and close this right. out. Right there, there. It is. there All right, go. my brother. All right, brother. Thank you. All right. And it's always great to hear people doing things for others. You know, it's it's something that we say. Oh, you know, it's you know we gotta reach out. We gotta help each other. But it's always great to like actually hear actually someone doing it. You know, and obviously not everyone can do it at that big stage where they start a nonprofit and they start giving back to people. But, you know, I feel like when I started this podcast, it was really targeted to teachers. And we're going to talk about teachers. We're going to talk about what teachers do. But I also wanted to talk about people in the community that also are out there for the kids and out there empowering the youth and giving young people opportunities and, and setting them up for success in the future and, and for the rest of their lives. And so I really appreciate my man Armani coming on here and, and just spreading some some uh, wisdom spreading his positivity that he always has. I, I'm so excited to have him on here and it was so great to, to hear from him and him sharing his story. So I really appreciate you clicking on this podcast as well and, and coming on here 
and listening to Educadence and, and following me on Twitter and following me on Instagram and and because of you we're at we are where we are and 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 you know right now we're at 800 downloads because of you. So I really appreciate you. We have a lot of guests coming. Like I said, we're on the road to 10,000 downloads. Like I said before, I've never had 10,000 of anything. So let's do it. Keep liking, commenting, sharing, subscribing on YouTube, whatever it is, helping me out. And, and let me know you listen to the show. Send me a message somewhere. Say, hey, I heard your episode. I appreciate it. I heard your episode. I appreciate it. And, and you did good or you missed this or whatever. I really appreciate all your feedback. Leave a review on on iTunes, if you listen to Apple Podcasts, whatever it is. So um, let's keep spreading that love and keep spreading that positivity. Thank you.